I am so excited. I am so excited for y'all to hear this interview with author and book coach, Nikki Blewett. He coached me on setting up my book in Amazon and marketing my book, the podcast launch playbook. And it hit number one in podcasting and webcasting, number one in digital audio editing, and number three in digital audio production. In this interview, we talk about why we both choose to self-publish instead of going the traditional publishing route, and Nikki shares some awesome, super helpful marketing tips. If you're considering writing a book, let me tell you that you can do it. This was not my first. Now, it's ideal to have a system and a structure in place, but really, just get started. Write down your ideas in Apple Pages, a Word doc, on paper, or even just Apple Notes. Doesn't matter where. Just write down everything that comes to you. If you're writing any kind of nonfiction, tips, or how-tos, it can help to think in terms of questions. So this is particularly helpful if you're having a hard time structuring your book. My book is based on a podcasting course I teach, so I had that structure already set. But when I created the course, I was thinking about any questions that anyone starting a podcast would have. So that was my springboard. So for example, what equipment do I need? How do I design a logo? How do I get on Apple Podcasts? Do I need a website? How do I edit? How do I promote my podcast? You get the idea. Now, you don't have to come up with every question possible. Just come up with a few to get you started. So this interview with Nikki is so helpful if you're going to launch a book in the future or if you're planning to relaunch your book or even do a special promotion. I highly recommend hiring Nikki to help you with the book launch. Link to his website in the show notes. Last month, I released my latest book, The Podcast Launch Playbook. Like with my past books, I went the self-publishing route so that I could have more freedom and control. Unlike with my past books, I developed a promotion strategy for this one. I just sort of winged it in the past. Big mistake. And today's guest, Nikki Blewett, helped me greatly with the strategy for this book. With Nikki's advice, my book became an Amazon bestseller and the number one new release in its category. Nikki has been writing fiction and nonfiction for the past 10 years. He's a big fan of self-publishing and the freedom it gives writers. He's been an active book marketer for the last five years, disappearing down many rabbit holes during that time. Luckily, he emerged knowing what works and what doesn't. Welcome, Nikki. I am so happy you're here today. Hi, Kelly. It's great to be here. Well, especially after you helped me with my book like this. Oh my gosh, I'm just thrilled to be sharing it with my listeners. Yeah, that's awesome. I think your book's done better than my last book, actually. So that's really good news. (laughs) I can't imagine. (laughs) (laughs) So you are a strong advocate of self-publishing. Why is that? And what are the benefits of self-publishing over the traditional publishing route? Well, for two reasons, really. I'm a strong advocate of it. Primarily because I don't like the fact that uh, traditionally it's been this this notion of gatekeeping. So uh, in order to uh, ascertain whether we're a good enough writer or should have the ability to be able to put our our message out there, our story out there, there's been uh, these literary uh, gatekeepers that have said, uh, given us the green light or the red light, we're allowed to do it or we're not allowed to do it. Uh, And it seems that 
that decision is quite arbitrary down to what trends there are at that particular time uh, and and whether they think it's a commercial venture or not. Uh, so, so that didn't seem very fair to me. And I like the idea of people being able to decide if our uh, if our books are good enough and if they're mm -hmm. worthy enough, uh, because that for me just seems like the most common sense. You know, if lots of people buy it, if lots of people like it, then it's good enough, surely. Uh, so 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 that's that's why I'm uh, because it's very liberating for writers as well. People are very passionate about writing and the 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 chance to be able to publish that. And hopefully with good marketing and uh, when our writing gets uh, to a good standard, uh, we can then hopefully make a living from it. Uh, so so, you know, you're asking what the benefits of self-publishing over the traditional publishing route. Well, most writers that I know, especially here in the UK, but I'm fairly sure it's similar in, in the US where you are, probably across the entire Western world, uh, is that even when you do get a traditional uh, publishing deal, you don't you don't give up your day job. You carry on because if you're lucky, you're going to be get five percent royalties. So all of your hard work, all the money that that goes into uh, that that people use to buy these books uh, goes to someone else, be it an editor, uh, a CEO in the publishing company, whoever. It doesn't come to you as the author, and so it's very common. Uh, for authors then to have to go and teach writing or or find a to totally different job, you know. Uh, and so just straight straight away, Amazon give you 70% royalties. So, mm -hmm. you know, this is no competition. Mm -hmm. It doesn't end there because self-publishing, I'm not suggesting that self-publishing is easy. Uh, for a minute, you have to be professional, you have to write to a very good standard, and you have to get very good at your book marketing and advertising. Uh, but that is something that even traditionally published authors are having to do now. Uh, there, there was once a time when that could be left to the advertising department of a, uh, a publisher. Now it's pretty much handed back to the author. So not only are they having to spend their money uh, to publish the book, the profits are being taken by someone else. So it just right. seems a bit rude, really. Yeah, traditional me. publishing houses, you're right, are totally expecting authors to do their own marketing. Yeah. They tend not even to take authors on unless the author already has a huge yeah. platform and a ton of followers. Yeah, yeah. So, so it begs the question, why, why do people want to be traditionally published, really? And it's got something to do with just tradition, because mm -hmm. people have always thought that there is some status in it, possibly, you know, bragging rights or something. Right. But I think that's becoming less and less and less important now. Uh, and the ability to to build a strong audience, uh, to to hone your product, uh, to become more and more professional, uh, to improve your writing. These are all things that can be done via the self-publishing route. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like I mentioned, I wanted the freedom to do it myself yeah. and the control over yeah. it. Yeah. And um, honestly, immediacy as well. When yeah. you go the traditional route, it can take years. Yeah, exactly. And look how done. well your book has done. If you had mm -hmm. gone, say you'd been published by Penguin or one of the big one of the big traditional publishers there's there's no nothing to, to say that your book would have done as well mm -hmm. you know and yeah. it would have taken two three times as long uh and you know you wouldn't be getting paid so right. uh 
you know (laughs) this is why i'm a strong advocate basically because it it liberates creatives it liberates creative people and the same things happened in the music industry i used to play in a band in my 20s and then uh we lived in london we we to take we had you know back in the days when because I'm quite old back in the day when we'd have cassettes yes uh, and uh, we'd take our cassette round to the record companies and they would literally just take them off us at the reception they wouldn't even let us into the building and they'd put them in a pile never get you know and 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 then if you don't if you don't get signed up by a record company in those days you might as well just stop and that's what we right. did but now bands uh, and artists all kinds of creatives have the ability through the internet to build an audience and to build themselves a living independent of these gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. So that, that's kind of what I'm passionate about. Absolutely. That's a great comparison. Yeah. 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 So what are some of the biggest mistakes that people make in self-publishing? Sure. Well, as, as we've uh, discussed ourselves, uh, there are, and this can be very disheartening. So, so I, I do a lot of uh, coaching, uh, book marketing coaching with authors, uh, mainly American authors, because uh, it seems like in lockdown, it was mainly uh, American people that seemed to make much better use of it than, than in the UK <laughs> and other countries, in that so many American people wrote a book. That's great. You know, yeah. uh, people were too busy getting drunk in England, uh, so they didn't get around to it. So, uh, <laughs> no drunk writing going on? <laughs> well, well, maybe. But it hasn't. It hasn't. They just didn't drunk publish. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So 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 I support a lot of uh, authors in in developing a, a book marketing strategy, and and so when I tell them that there's probably over now uh, five thousand books published on Amazon every day, mm. people's faces drop, and you can understand it, you know, because you just think, wow, there's just so much competition. You just your book's just going to disappear into a swamp like a virtual soup and never be found. And and the reality is that it does for most authors mm-hmm. only that because they're not working on the assumption that the Amazon is the, the one of the biggest stores on the Internet, if not the biggest store. But it's also one of the biggest search engines. And as a search engine, it's it's governed by a series of algorithms. Uh, and one of the algorithm is what determines people's searches and your products in in our case a book and it is these critical uh what they call metadata or uh uh, good search engine optimization uh, that becomes really vital for us so uh keywords and categories are two very important aspects of that keywords are essentially what people type into the search bar when they're looking for something on amazon They, they can be up to six words they're called keyword strings and we we want to try and find, and this is this is what we were talking about when we were talking about your book. We want to find keywords that there's, there's got to be a, a kind of a balance, a trade-off between uh, relevancy on the one hand and 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 competitiveness. So you don't mm-hmm. have to be using keywords like, for example, I worked with an author from New York a few uh, weeks back. And before we'd spoken, she'd gone away and got this great program that we'll be talking about in a bit called Publisher Rocket, done her own research. And her book was very similar to Oprah's latest book. Mm. Now, Oprah's latest book is earning a lot of money, as you Mm. would uh, assume it it would be. But she'd done because her book was similar to Oprah's. She'd done the research and decided that she wanted to use essentially the same keywords and the same categories that that. Uh, Oprah's 
and publishing team are using for her book. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that was, I tried to, I tried to explain to her that it's not a good idea because yeah. she's just not going to come up in those search rankings, particularly if there's other, a whole bunch of other authors using a right. similar strategy. Yeah. Uh, so what we're trying to do is we, in that case, we would use keywords that are still relevant to us, but that weren't quite as competitive. Yeah. Uh, and similarly with categories, uh, when we first upload our book to Amazon, it gives us the option of listing two categories. Mm-hmm. Now, for some reason only known to Amazon, uh, we're actually allowed 10 categories for our ebook and 10 for our paperback. Mm-hmm. And if we can sort of visualize that in, in, t- in terms of a, uh, a physical library, it's the difference between having a book in 20 places over four places mm-hmm. uh, for our ebook and our uh, paperback. And so I don't know, re- I don't know why they do this system, but what you have to do is go and find your own uh, key, uh, keywords and uh, categories, and then you send them to the KDP support team after your book has either gone up for pre-order or, or published. Mm-hmm. Now, this brings us to the Publisher Rocket. Publisher Rocket uh, is an amazing bit of software uh, produced by a guy called Dave Chessington. Uh, and he runs a, a website called Kindlepreneur. And they do a lot, lot of great stuff. You can get a lot of very good information from them. Uh, and what this software does is it, it, it you put in your root uh, keywords uh, and it will go into Amazon and it pull through the whole range of keywords that people are searching around your keyword term and it'll also from that you can then go on and pull through categories uh, and from those categories you can determine how much what the likelihood is of you being able to get into the top 10 because that's mm-hmm. kind of what we're trying to do yeah the, the way the algorithm works uh on on amazon is that you have to prove yourself to it uh, uh before it will then take a chance by promoting you. I mean, if you've got the algorithm on your side uh, on Amazon, that's a very powerful uh, state of affairs because it can share your your book on uh, very well-known authors' pages as also books. It can uh, throw you out on the millions of emails they send out recommending books. It can put you in popularity lists. Uh, If you're in Kindle Unlimited, it can can really boost you in that program. So it has a lot of very powerful... uh, advertising potential that would ordinarily cost you thousands of dollars uh in say amazon ads or facebook ads yeah uh so so what we're trying to do is we're trying to uh get trying to find categories where we can rank as high as possible hopefully number one uh but definitely in the top 10 Mm -hmm. Uh, and the good thing about publisher rocket is that it tells you in a very nice little uh excel chart which you can Mm -hmm. download how many books you need to sell to get to the top one or to the top 10. I think it's the top 10, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, how many books you need to sell to get to the top 10, uh, uh, top 10 in any one particular time? It's brilliant. Isn't it? Oh my gosh. And if without Publisher Rocket, I was going to pick, since, you know, like you said, you can you're given two categories that you can put your book into Mm. without going through support. And I was going to pick the two obvious categories for the podcast launch playbook, you know, business podcasting. Sure. Duh. Yeah. 
And it was going to be impossible pretty much to get into the top 10, you know, for it to become a bestseller. I would have had to sell thousands of books to get there. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I work with a lot of self-help authors uh, and it it would make sense on one level just to put yourself in a self-help category. Mm -hmm. Oh, the competition <laughs> is insane. I mean, yeah. you would be, yeah, like you say, you'd have to sell hundreds and hundreds, possibly thousands mm-hmm. of books in order to even get into the top 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we need to do is we need to drill down. You know, we need mm-hmm. to really go into what aspect of self-help there is, uh, uh, is that, that someone's writing about and then find aligned categories and keywords to that. Uh, but we, yeah, all very possible with Publisher Rocket. It makes it all very possible for us. So, yeah. so that is an essential bit of kit if you're uh, deciding to try and make a career as an author or even having one book out. I, yes. I get an awful lot of uh, business people come to me that have decided that they want to write a book to promote either their consultation, their service or their business. Uh, and so they've only got one, one uh, book. Uh, and so you know, then, so the marketing techniques have to be slightly different than if you're looking at a a longer term career. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then something like Publisher Rocket becomes even more critical uh, because you want to be able to get up there straight, straight away. Exactly. And that's what I was doing with my book. It is, it is to promote my business. I I'm not looking to make money from this book. It is a marketing tool. Yeah. It's a lead magnet, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then how do you, and then in the back of your book, do you, you talk about your service and, and try and get people to link back to your service? Do you? Briefly. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Because the book is a standalone thing and it works, you know, it, sure. you use the book to start your own podcast, but if people want additional help, then yes, I send them that's, to my website. That's it. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's exactly. Yeah. So that's, oh yeah. It's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant that you're, that you've done so well. Yeah. So you basically just in talking about Publisher Rocket um, explained about the basics of becoming a bestseller on Amazon. So how hard is it really? Because it, like you said, you know, that it's what everyone wants. Of course, you know? we, all want, we all want that uh, label. Yeah. Uh, you see, it's a, it's a funny thing, this. I mean, everyone that writes to me, you know, when people either come to me by my website or uh, via Fiverr, where, where I run my services, literally the first thing people say is, I want to become a bestseller. <laughs> of course you do. Right. Uh, we all do. <laughs> uh, but so uh, it, it's what I say to people is that it's important to understand what that means and yeah. what uh, what that entails, basically. Yeah. Uh, and the sorts of the sorts of costings we're looking at with that. So traditionally, a uh, uh, bestseller would be like sort of New York New York Times bestseller is is probably before the internet came along. That would be the the holy grail of bestsellers, you know. Yeah, but yes. the first thing to say about New York Times bestsellers is that it's a curated list. So so for example, they don't count books on Amazon, for example, yeah. uh, and they yeah. use a lot of physical stores, uh, some independent bookstores, but it's stores that they feel, I think, have got literary credibility. Uh, and it doesn't seem that they're that pro self-publishing. Uh, that may well be changing. I hope it is, uh, but it hasn't seen that way. And so if you want to, if that's what you're going for, you want to become a New York Times bestseller, then you have to be wide. You don't obviously you don't want to be exclusive to Amazon. 
Mm-hmm. You want to be wide and you want to be out in the shops. So then being traditionally published would be a good strategy, uh, but at least having your books, you know, you can know it's perfectly uh, uh, able to do it as a self uh, publishing author, but you'd have to be in the stores that they, you know, they take these curated lists from. And True. also as well, you need to be aware that you need to be selling anywhere in the region between 5,000 and 10,000 books. Mm. And publishing companies normally allow one US dollar for one book, mm. okay, one book sold in terms of advertising budget. So mm. you're looking roughly at between five and $10,000 to get your book on the uh, bestseller list. Mm. Now, a lot of uh, authors that have been on that list, it can help. It can really help in terms of advertising, but does it get you that many more sales? If it is that you are wanting to, to use that title in terms of yourself as a personality or to market your business or some, some reason like that, then it may be very beneficial to you. Right. If you're in big business and, mm-hmm. and $10,000 isn't a lot to you. Right. But if you're a small indie author that just mm-hmm. wants to make a, a living, mm-hmm. uh, then spending $10,000 on a, a label that sounds good, but it doesn't really mean that much to your following. Say right. you write sci-fi, they're not that fussed about it, sci-fi readers. It's probably not the best strategy to go for. Right. So, so then, then we can ask ourselves, well, what, what does it mean to be an Amazon bestseller? Mm-hmm. So that's something, I mean, there's sort of different types of Amazon bestsellers. You can be uh, a bestseller of the entire store, which obviously mm-hmm. does mean a lot because you're, you're having to sell hundreds into the thousands, maybe three to 5,000 books. Yeah. Uh, then you can be a bestseller in your category. Mm-hmm. And then this is where it gets a bit blurry. It can either mean a lot mm-hmm. or it can mean, I, I worked uh, with a guy, a lovely old guy, he must've been in his eighties. And he'd written, he'd written a book on sort of like cement like the history of cement or something like that you know very very detailed book uh about how cement had come on through uh, manufacturing in in the north of england very very niche and like and i and i found in this category where he only needed to sell three books in order to be a bestseller and he did and he was very, very happy about it because he would get to tell his mates down the pub that I'm a bestseller, you know, and, and that's great, you know, and he yeah. was really happy, but it was just a hobby project for him, yeah. you know, and, and it, but it doesn't, so he gets to put Amazon bestseller on his yeah. bio, but it doesn't yeah. really mean that much, you mm-hmm. know, because he sold three, I think he sold, sold a few more than three books, but right. he didn't sell a whole load. Yeah. Whereas some self-help again, or... Mm-hmm thriller categories certain uh, romance wow romance is really oh yeah yeah you know you, you're talking about thousands again there. so it does mean it does mean a lot more so it yeah. all depends on what categories you're in what what genre or subject you write uh uh under uh yeah. and yeah and you know for most people just reading that you're an amazon bestseller is probably enough especially yeah. within indie very true yeah yeah and to boost your credibility or authority, it seems like getting book awards yeah. might even do more. I think so. I really, really do think so. You can, you can spend hundreds of dollars getting what's called editorial reviews mm-hmm. from uh, certain big websites, but they seem like it's just not a very clever uh, or useful place to put your money. You'd be mm-hmm. much better off 
trying to get literary, as you suggest, literary credibility by, mm-hmm. by uh, being able to, uh, yeah, to enter some awards and, and win, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done quite a bit of testing on this. And I found that people that do have awards by their name and people that have good editorial reviews, this is something mm-hmm. we, can, we can talk about, tend to get a lot of traction on Amazon. Because mm-hmm. one thing that Amazon has done is get us obsessed with this notion of social proof. You know, yeah. this, this kind of feeling that I can't trust this person until I've seen that a whole bunch of other people have, have yeah. vouched for them or trusted them. This is the review system that, mm-hmm. that Amazon you know it's it's so strong for and we all use it whenever I find a product the first thing I'll think is like oh wow what the review's saying you know and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go through the review and and so it's really important no different with books yeah and uh ed- editorial reviews are they're, they're kind of the halfway down the page you'll see them and they're under what's called a plus uh, content which is the imagery that the authors get to use on their page and they are testimonial or like a review quote uh, of someone that's an authority in your field. Mm-hmm. So say you write a book on counselling, it could be a counselling association or some very well-known counsellor, you know, mm-hmm. Sigmund Freud, if he was still alive, <laughs> uh, you know, that, that could vouch for you. And that just holds an awful lot of authority, you know, and it gives you that social proof, which is so, so important. Yeah. I launched two books, uh, two authors, both self-help, similar uh, subject matter one from the east coast one from the west coast uh, of america launched within a week or two of each other uh, and so we've gone through getting all the the covers on genre we've got their blurbs really looking strong and in keeping with similar blurbs in their uh in their genre we did all the the work around their keywords their categories and then the last thing i was pushing for them was to to reach out to uh certain uh, agencies, uh, uh, organizations, and other well-known authors uh, to get a testimonial because I wanted to put that at the top. It's very effective. If you can get a really well-known editorial review to put that on your uh, book cover or at the top of your book blurb. Yeah. Uh, uh, But one of the guys, he was just, he was really, really busy, CEO of some big company in New York. He didn't have time. Mm. Uh, And the other guy was retired. He was in California and he managed to get uh, testimonial from not Jack Canfield, but the other guy that wrote the book. Oh. Uh, and I should remember his yeah. name, but I, I don't. Yeah. But, and I just knew, you know, what was going to happen. It was, yeah. uh, he did really, really well, really, really yeah. well. Uh, and I think it's just that social proof, isn't it? It just really mm-hmm. speaks volumes for you, you know? If you can get yeah. someone that's really well known to vouch mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. You know, you're on, you're on I got three. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, to put on mine. One is... Um, Franco Harris, a former Pittsburgh Steeler football player, um, pro football hall of famer, uh, who has a podcast and is a client. Right. And two others are long-term uh, podcasters and right. they Perfect. wrote the book. And, yeah. oh, wonderful. That's it. That's what you need to do. You just yeah. need to identify these people. And, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the, what I tell authors is that not to limit who they think they should reach mm-hmm. out to because people think, oh, you know, Oprah's never going to, uh, you know, give me a, an editorial. What well, she might not, but you know, don't don't. She can only say no or just not right. reply. Right. And there there are some amazing. Uh, there's someone on on Fiverr that I use. Uh, 
uh, all the all the links that I speak about, people can find in my book actually mm. on on Amazon, which is Self Publishing Guru, and it's free on Amazon. Mm. Uh, yeah, and it's fabulous. Thank you, thank you. And uh, but you can there's there's links in there to uh, a lady called Nitu on Fiverr, and she can find. So what I do is that I make a list of all the people, celebrities, people on TV. Uh, anyone that I think has got a connection however tenuous with my book subject matter and then I'll reach out to them you know I I, firstly obviously you have to get their uh, contact details either their PR contact PR company or or their email address Uh, and this need to that she's got software that can go into uh, can find it from people's websites and it's all legit above board or LinkedIn organizations Mm. like that it just saves you having to do all that legwork yeah. And she's very reasonably priced. And uh, and so once I've got the, the contact details, I'll reach out and just say, you know, uh, I'm a big fan of what you do. And this is this is my book. And uh, it's really aligned to what you do. And I know that you're passionate about this subject. Uh, if you'd be happy to read me, a sh- uh, to, to write me a, a one sentence a testimonial editorial uh that would be amazing uh I'll, yeah. I'll list you with your service or book or whatever it is that they they have uh yeah. on my website and i'll be promoting it heavily and in that way you're you want to sort of frame it as a win-win rather than yeah. i'm you know some lowly author that's begging right this famous rich person for yeah something. do this for me yeah, yeah. and, and, and just know. a one-way thing yes yeah. you know uh and uh and be as charming as possible, of course. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then you'll be surprised. People, people will come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to send out at least fifty of those, and if I get one or two back, then I'm very happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Takes work. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, all of They're... this, all of this. Yeah. And and with that in mind, uh, because you know sometimes when I speak to authors and they're working full time, mm-hmm. uh, and they say I can't do all of this. You know, because there's this thing in our minds where we think, wow, when I finish my book, I'm just going to upload it to Amazon. And then the power of the magic of the Internet or Amazon, everyone's going to find it. And I'm going to be a best selling author. If only if If only only. that was the case. But unfortunately, no. So it really comes down to what are your goals for writing your book? Yeah. What do you want to do with it. So, yeah. you know, what's it purpose? It, what's its purpose? Is it a marketing tool? Yeah. Are you trying to make money from it? Yeah. And then how much time do you have to put into the marketing of it? That's because it. even though mine is a marketing tool for my business, I still have to market the book. Yes. You have to market your marketing tool. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's it. That's it. I know it seems silly, but yeah. you do. Yeah. And for some reason, uh, when you're, you know, especially first time authors, when they're writing their first book, they, we just don't want to hear that. We just don't, mm-hmm. that's just too much information for our brain because we're being creative geniuses, you know, creating this work of art. And then when it's all finished and we're really happy with it and we've got a great cover and then, yeah, the harsh reality is, but you know, there are things we can do. I mean, you can hire virtual assistants yeah. uh, again, Fiverr is a very good platform for that, but there's many yeah. platforms for it uh, that are very affordable uh, and, and they can support you with, with your marketing strategy. It's good to get a robust marketing strategy in place. Yes. And then you can you can hire VAs to virtual assistants to help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they can be very reasonably priced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, 
so that's it i mean another thing that that i i mean i've got another, i've got a book coming out uh, on that's launching on wednesday in america on amazon and it's about how authors can uh you you find and use influencers to promote Ooh, their books nice. because this is becoming a growing uh thing yes. now and especially on uh platforms like tiktok we've got book mm. talkers uh and they're selling millions of books i mean they're doing so well yeah. and uh for this book i've interviewed quite a few book talkers and in, uh, bookstagrammers and mm. booktubers from from youtube bookstagrammers books to bookstagrammers that's instagram that's great yeah that's yeah, great that's it and uh and i've interviewed them and tried to get the lowdown from them on you know what they expect from authors that they promote cool. and also as well i've spoken to a social media growth expert to give tips on how authors themselves can build their mm. authority because if we can build this authority ourselves yeah. that is an inbuilt marketing advertising platform that we don't need to pay for you know right uh so uh, so that's something I've been putting a lot of energy into at the moment. As I say, yeah, just written this book out. I just written this awesome. book uh, about it. So, awesome. uh, so yeah. and by the time this podcast comes out, it will have our, it will be already be out. Oh, cool. Oh, great. Yeah. Great. Wonderful. Fabulous. Yeah. It's called how to find uh, influences for your self-published book awesome. by the book marketer. Cool. Well, I will put that link in the show notes and cool, on this cool. episode's page on my website. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Well, let's recap then your top tips for self-publishing best practices. You've gone through them, but can you summarize? Yes. So, please? so firstly, I'd say it's it's critical to, to uh, find out where you sit on the Amazon bookshelf. So if you're writing fiction, what is your genre or subgenre or Sometimes it's difficult for people because they cross over. Maybe they write fantasy and sci-fi. Find the subgenre or genre, genre where you're most closely aligned uh, and put yourself there, even though you may not fit it 100%. Because from that, you have to ascertain uh, what the, the, you need to give yourself a cover that is aligned to that genre. Because we have something like three seconds now to capture people's attention, especially when they're yeah. scrolling on their cell phones. Mm -hmm. And it is the cover being not only uh, attractive and, and alluring, but recognizable in a genre that they like to read. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's why it's critical for us to align ourselves and have a genre relevant cover. Yeah. So we need to have a genre relevant cover. We need to have a, a, an attractive blurb uh, a book, you know, the, the salesy book description. Mm -hmm. uh, again, we can get ideas of, of, of how they work uh, from looking at the best sellers in our category. Mm -hmm. uh, it's critical to have, as we, we began the show talking about, uh, uh, keywords and categories. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, the, we have 20 categories, 10 for your ebook, 10 for your uh, paperback. And if you're using a program like Publisher Rocket, uh, then uh, that that can make life very easy for you to to, to find those uh, that metadata. Uh, then, when it comes to promotion, you you uh, reaching out to uh, uh, influences, social media influences. Uh, doing a press release can be effective if you're targeting the right uh, organizations. Uh, using uh, book promotion sites which are big sites mm. that have huge databases of of readers that you can 
Uh, generally, the, the, the sort of accepted practice is that we launch on a discount. So 99 cents is quite a typical price range for an ebook. Mm -hmm. The paperback can stay the same. Uh, and then uh, you can hire out some of these book promotions, uh, which can cost 30, 40, 50 dollars, depending on how big they are. And they will email their following on the day that your book launches. And you just know that you're guaranteed a large amount of relevant uh, mm -hmm. readers on that day. You can yeah. use other services as well, like, like yourself, uh, you engage with podcasters. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, there's, there's the good uh, platform that I think I found you via, which is matchmaker.fm, right. uh, which is a, a great platform for finding and reaching out to, uh, to podcasts. Mm -hmm. uh, you can, uh, yeah, and then, and then it's, it's a pay-to-play game, they say, mm -hmm. which is so the ad platforms. So, so for fiction, Probably the best ad platforms are Amazon ads. Uh, Facebook ads are good for launches and promotions, as is BookBub ads. Mm. If you're nonfiction, especially business, uh, you want to be thinking maybe more about uh, LinkedIn ads and Facebook mm. ads. Uh, you know, uh, Amazon ads as well can be can be uh, effective once you uh, once you've learned how to use them and and mm. done a bit of research. But the, one of the problem with these. Uh, if you've just got a one-off book, mm -hmm. uh, especially if you want to keep the price low because you're trying to use it as a lead magnet to get as many customers as possible, the cost per click on these advertising campaigns now is, is getting so prohibitively high because of the competition, it becomes very difficult to, uh, to make a positive return mm -hmm. on investment. Mm -hmm. But that's only if you're judging it via the sales you get back. But mm -hmm. if you're converting... Uh, customers into leads for your business, mm -hmm. then you may you, you be looking at judging your uh, return on investment in a different way. So that mm -hmm. could still be quite a profitable route mm -hmm. to go. True. So, so basically, those are the main things, really. Content marketing as well. Uh, that's something that can be doing ongoing. I mean, your book's going to be up, up there for the rest of your life. Right. Uh, and content marketing essentially is is being able to have content on the top ranking websites that are to do with your subject. So for you uh, on the, the top podcasting uh, blogs and articles and magazines that come up when people search, how do I set up a podcast? Mm -hmm. uh, if you can have some bit of content on the top and people can find you on those top blogs, they're going to find you. Yeah. And so, and it's becoming quite competitive now, but even if you can appear on a couple of those uh, links, that's great. Mm -hmm. uh, and what the deal kind of is, is that you would write a free bit of, you, you would make contact with the editor, write a free bit of content for them in return for a link back to your website. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it really. Social media offers us the promise of mm -hmm. huge exposure, but without the engagement, it's kind of mm -hmm. hard to get that exposure. So what I tend to recommend to authors starting out is that they, they look to building their audience and putting their energies into the other methods we've, dis we've discussed. Mm. And then once they've got you know, a, a couple of thousand people say or a thousand people on their email list, they can try then entice them onto mm -hmm. Instagram, uh, TikTok to try and boost their engagement and then get some organic engagement mm -hmm. off those sites. That uh, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if it's easier for people who write a how-to or some kind of nonfiction to get engagement on social media because we can 
pose questions and give tips that are related to the book and then say, you know, not in every post, but, you know, I answer this more thoroughly in the book, you know, again, I wouldn't do that every time, but, you know, I create content around the book. Um, Totally. Yeah, totally. And I suppose it like, like with all things, it's how competitive those hashtags are, you know? Right. Right. Uh, Another thing, another good thing is, is setting you, building your authority on websites like Quora question and answer mm. websites where there's going to be lots of conversation, you know, the best way to start a podcast, the most effective mm. way to the best equipment to use when you run a podcast, these yeah. kinds of things, there'll always be someone on there and the conflicting uh, opinions. Uh, there right. can be a bit of a bear pit in there, but I have you know. not gone there yet. You suggested <laughs> that when we talked and that's I have it. not gone there yet. <laughs> you got to be good. At, you got to be very good at either ignoring or diplomacy. Uh, yes, to, 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 I'm to good at okay. diplomacy. So that's it. That's it. Maybe yeah. I should sneak in there. Okay, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, how can listeners find you to work with you? So, so yeah, y'all yeah, need so, to. It on say again. I said y'all need to work with. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well that was you got me with an Americanism then. Uh, y'all need to. <laughs> y'all, uh, yes. So, so uh, yeah. So my website is thebookmarketer.pro, P-R-O, uh, and uh, so I, what we are is that we are a collective of freelancers that are all authors ourselves, uh, all very experienced uh, authors. Uh, and we have sidelines as I'm a book marketing consultant, so I can give uh, people advice on uh, book marketing strategy, whether they're fiction or nonfiction. We have editors on the site. We have social media uh, growth strategy people, uh, a whole range, proofreaders, a whole range of uh, freelancers that can help uh, authors. So, yeah, just pop over and see us. We've got a couple of books out. Uh, so we've got The Self-Publishing Guru, uh, which is a list of resources that we found very helpful that we use. We've vetted them all. We use them all ourselves. That's free on Amazon under The Book Marketer. And as, as we mentioned before, we've got a book coming out uh, around the research we've done and our experiences uh, on book influencers and how we can use influencers to promote our books Uh, and that's going to be out uh, on Amazon on Wednesday and that's called how to find influencers for your self-published book awesome and I will have that link to both the books in the show notes and on this episode's page on the website awesome thank you so much Nikki I'm so thrilled you were here and sharing all of this and if y'all are writing a book please get in touch with Nikki Cool. I'd, I'd love to hear from y'all. <laughs> and I can practice my American accent. That's why I like working with Americans because I there love, you go. Uh, we grow up with American films in England. So it's always, you always, yes. uh, it's always nice to try my American accent. True. <laughs> I, I don't try my, any, <laughs> try any variation of a British accent. You know, there are so many, just like here, you know, that's right. That's true. Isn't it? So yeah. many. No, yeah. I, I won't even try because okay. I just, you can it. try when we've switched off, you can try. <laughs> when there's no one listening okay sure <laughs> all right well thank you again and thank you all for being here today i would love it if you would leave a positive rating and review and if you enjoyed this episode please share it with someone i'll be back in a few days so i'll see you next time on the marketing chat podcast <laughs>